Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we check in on our bets for the Charles Schwab Challenge, recap and review our round at Pasa Tiempo with the Random Golf Club San Francisco, and preview the upcoming Sandy Pars takeover here in San Francisco at the U.S. Women's Open hosted by the Olympic Club. Stay tuned after the break. Hey, thanks for joining us. We're back on the Sandy Pars podcast. I'm your host, Rennie Duran, joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. Uh, much to talk about. Um, just had one of the best weekends of the year so far. Great weekend. Um, Memorial Day weekend. Spent the major- all of it um, down in Santa Cruz. Uh, beautiful Santa Cruz. Got some beautiful weather while we were down there. Um, before we kind of dive into what we were up to, while we're down there, should we just recap the Charles Schwab in terms of bets? Yeah, hey, and even before that, right, a great weekend. The uh, We got to give a special shout out to Matt Blackman listening and for the great oh. voicemail <laughs> that you left on Thursday yeah. uh, to set the tone for the weekend. Yeah, we weren't being pieces of shit. Yeah. You know that that's how much uh, you really appreciate that. Uh, sweet, sweet Candy Randy was actually in the car when I listened to that voicemail, so he got to hear it all as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, stay tuned for Sandy Pars takes takes the Big Island sometime in the future. We definitely. can't uh, definitely put a timeline on there, but sometime. Yeah, I can't wait to get out there. Um, that really did set the tone for the entire weekend. <laughs> uh, it was just kind of you know all uh, you know good times right after that. So, um, your bets, how how'd you do? Uh, I I didn't win anything. Um. Dude, I don't even. I didn't really pay that much attention to any of these. I knew most of these were kind of, kind of out of it. They were flirting around, but um, I mean, kind of a blah tournament, which is to be yeah. expected after the uh, the week after a major championship. I caught yeah. a little bit of the final round Sunday, um, and I mean, it was evident for the few first few holes that Spieth did not have his driver working off the tee. Um, it seemed like another Sunday he couldn't quite close it out. They both kind of faltered. Yeah. Uh, um, not Duffner, I'm space. Uh, Kokrak, Kokrak hit two bunker shots two times. It took two to get out of bunkers multiple times. It's Damn. like, who's going to fuck up least and win this thing? That's um, Yeah, no one really likes watching that, um, especially coming down the stretch like that. Uh, and they should have done. They were doing this. They did like last year. They started. They they started the tournament on on uh, on like a Friday, right? So it's three day weekend. So you get the Monday finish. Yeah. I feel like that should just be the status quo for three day weekends and like holiday weekends for the PGA Tour. But yeah. hey, whatever. Yeah, I think uh, you know, with Spieth, you know, talking about him, I think that he, you know, kind of he had another fifty four hole lead. Um, you know, he's kind of getting questioned why he can't close out some of these tournaments because he's done it multiple times this year. I think that that's going to be a storyline in one of these last two majors here and that he's going to actually play really well on a, on a final round. Well, and, and, and also, it's really hard to close out tournaments. People always, like, yeah. compare people to Tiger's ridiculous percentage of his closeout when he's got a 54-hole lead, but, yeah. like, no one else is even in the ballpark of that. Yeah, no one's um, even, like, 50%. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do. Um, so, I I I feel like he kind of gets some unwarranted flack for that. Right. Um, 
you know, you gotta you gotta leave yourself in position to close out a tournament as well. That's true. So I mean, it's hard to be leading after three after three rounds. You know what I yep. mean? So um, just maybe it's just bad luck getting his his uh, worst round on on a Sunday. Um, I had I didn't have any winners either. I had to bet on Higgs again after the PGA um, and hitting that bet. But two of my guys, him and and, and uh, uh, Scheffler missed the cut. Streelman, Streelman was close. Streelman was in it for the weekend, and then he kind of uh, fell apart on Sunday, huh? That's right. Yep, that would have been a good one to to get. Yeah, there. I did see him near the top of uh, the leaderboard after the first day, I believe. Yeah, my closest was the uh, South African. <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, I know that Cameron Tringali is American now. Yeah, but he uh, he was close for a little bit, but he ended up falling back. So. Yeah, um, whatever. Like I said, kind of just a blah tournament, anyways. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the big tournament coming up this week in, in PGA is gonna be Memorial, but um, we'll be attending the the Women's U.S. Open here, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we got a little bit bigger fish to fry locally here. Yeah, so um, I haven't really done much looking ahead towards the Memorial, um, and that's mainly because last weekend was uh, one for the ages. That's for sure. Uh, I got to play Pasa Tiempo with the Random Golf Club of San Francisco um, while we were down there in Santa Cruz. I just want to give a quick shout out to Kanan, Fabian, and our and our boy Chris Eck that actually got to play in our foursome. That was yeah. really fun. Uh, it seemed like everybody was having a good time. We got some great weather. Um, you know, and for a lot of people who don't know, this this course has a lot of a lot of history. And if you're ever in the area, I would definitely check it out or, or read about it online. Um, classic Alistair McKenzie design restored in 2007 uh, by Tom Doak. Um, and it's really got, you know, a lot of features that you see in some of the more famous McKenzie co courses like, you know, Cypress and, um, and Augusta. And we'll get more into the design later, but, um, you know, one of my personal favorite courses, I think it's the third time I've played it, and it was by far the best conditions that um, I've ever got to play that course in. Yeah, this was my second time. Um, again, quick shout out the the random golf club San Francisco guys. Uh, you know, we didn't really get to sit down and talk to everyone, but everyone was super cool. We met up on the range and the putting yep. green beforehand. Um, just a bunch of, you know, dudes out there having fun and right. uh, enjoying each other's company and just you know adding a little bit of competition to it. And and um, I would I definitely would play with those guys again. Yeah, um, that was I can't great wait for the next one. That's for sure. Um, yeah, incredible weather, right? Maybe the first three holes we had uh, a little bit of the marine layer, um, right. and then by after three, I think it was worn off, and uh, it was an incredible day. Um, yeah, man, uh, that course is is something else. Um, it's it's the, the day was beautiful. It's a challenging course. Um, yeah, I thought it was really. I, I think it has some holes that may you know. I guess be considered easy, but the ones that are really challenging there, I feel are just, you know, an equalizer for everybody. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, it's got, uh, all sorts of design. I mean, it's just every, every green is, is protected heavily by greenside bunkers. Everything. Um, and then the contours alone could protect the greens without the bunkers. Um, Agreed. but yeah, if you're, you know, we'll get to this when we, we, actually go into the course review but i think 
it is a challenging course. I wouldn't recommend it to someone that's 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 not uh, an experienced golfer and not kind of right. a fan of like course design or, or you know. Um, I think you you might be better suited just building your working your way up to it. Right. Um, my second time playing it, I had a lot more fun. Um, mm-hmm. I was I'm a lot better golfer than I was three years ago, three and a half years ago. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's an incredible time. Let's 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 recap the round. You, I thought uh, as the best golf I've seen you play in in a while. So I was uh, I was tickled watching you on the front nine. Yeah, the front nine is a is the easier of the nines, that's for sure. But um, went on a three hole stretch there with some birdies and had some other birdie looks going in. Um, but uh, four, I think, I think it was what, four, five, and six. Four, I hit a wedge into uh, that that bowl on the green, and it oh, was like yes. a tap in. Yes. So I didn't even hit it that great. I kind of got lucky that it was located where it was. Still made the putt. And then five was that really long par three. And that that probably, was an incredible shot. That was probably the best shot I hit the day. The, back, the pin all the way in the back. Yep. I, yep. Hit it, I hit it just like pretty much left center of the green, and it was back left. And it just caught a ridge and, again, rolled. Rolled right back down, sitting nice. Is it, you know, and it's kind of like if you can get the ball on the level of the, on these greens that it is, like where the flag is, you know, it's, it's it makes quite a difference as, as huge we, difference we saw throughout the round. <laughs> um, and then, uh, oh, I'm sorry, five was the, yeah, that was five the was three. the par three, and then six was that par uh, par five, par five, where I got the sandy bird. So that's correct. I, I did hit the. I believe. Shout out to Avery. I believe six was where he uh, tagged tagged three houses. <laughs> the first two were super loud, and the last one was just like the the funniest timing of any type of audio for sure. He's looking at me. I asked you if twelve balls was enough. Out here. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah. What what do you think your best shot was? Um, well, so I probably. We'll go over. Let's go. I'll give you my layout of the the day too. So I I went I, I got beat up by the bunkers in the beginning. Um, I did my best, and I, I think I did a very good job of not getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hitting good shots. I just kept getting into greenside bunkers. I had a little bit of an issue getting out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, come to find out that some of the I guess the starter said the first couple are a little bit rough. Um, Either way, you know, I didn't hit good shots getting out of them. Um, it's hard when you're expecting it because we've played there before and it's, you know, much softer yeah, for every, and, everywhere else except for those first few holes. And, and I couldn't get my uh, driver going at all. So I, I felt especially on the front nine that I was never – I was always – I felt like I was always hitting like a hybrid or a five iron into the green mm-hmm. or kind of laying up and then leaving myself a little like 30-yard, 40-yard shot – um, and so I, you know, after, I think maybe it was like five or six, I started walking up and just walking my distance off. Cause I kept mm-hmm. getting ho I kept leaving on like the wrong portion of the green and right. then having That's a putt fucking down a funnel or a vortex. Yep. Um, and so even when I was getting a chance to score, I just wasn't putting. So, um, I came back and actually shot really well on the back nine, um, you definitely got turned it, it around the back. Got the back it. Well, line. I went to the hybrid a little bit more mm-hmm. and just played a little safer and 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 got my putt in better. Um, my shot of the day was the birdie on eighteen, the putt on eighteen. Um, definitely. I thought I hit some good iron shots, but 
that fucking putt was that's the, mo- were, the okay, biggest so how, bomb. How far? How far was that? Like forty feet? I'd think? say in the forty to forty-five feet range, and probably had God twenty feet of like bend to it. I yeah. mean, that thing. It, 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 so for, to set the scene, the, the two groups in front of us had already finished, and we're waiting on the green. So everybody's watching us finish up on eighteen, which is a par three. And uh, very another you know unique part about this golf course, one of the few that does, and um, uh, the whole galleries there, eight people, our whole group, and so you're 45 feet away, and I was walking up to my or walking down to my shitty putt that I had to do off of the back uh, grass area there, down the fucking hill. I barely got it to stop from going all the way into that that valley. Yeah, and I could see this thing coming, turning right, and I was like, it it had some speed on it too. Oh yeah, I mean, it just got very lucky that that thing went in. Yes, um, dude. <laughs> but it went right in the heart, man. It that was, was an awesome shot. Uh, it was. It, it looked when I hit it, I I thought I might have hit it a little hard, but I, I definitely knew I had like the line set, so it was whether it could just hold it and and get in there. And then we had seen some long putts drop, courtesy of Ave, uh, hundred feet as well on the back made nine in, in two holes. Um, so uh those were par saving putts but they were incredible so yeah um that that's one of my best putts ever one of my best birds great to put the two on the card with a little bit of the gallery there i think those guys said they had me set at the uh two and a half mark on that yeah and really man if i i would have been happy three putt in from there um you you can Espe- you, might, you might as well just slap the two and a half over under on me. On uh, any of especially those watching getting a chance to watch the next group behind us play that hole um, yeah. and watch it from the back. That's how everything just drops off. So yeah, that that was my my best shot. Uh, my worst shot probably uh, number three where that long par three where I I hit a good uh, oh, yeah. I hit I fucking smacked a hybrid. And then I hit that greenside bunker, and then I just absolutely bladed this fucking thing out of there. Um, <laughs> and then I hit what I thought was a good shot out of the fucking weeds and wickets, um, and just coming from above the hole and yeah. trying to stop it out of that shit was uh, this, this motherfucker just rolled off. Yeah. I fucking look back, and that hole I want back because I was just so pissed off. I I just took a triple and picked up on the hole because I didn't want to fucking chip back up. You know, it's par three. These other guys were waiting, and, like, I just needed... I took a little walk for myself. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I was, again... And then I came back and hit some good shots, so... Um, a 41 on the back nine is, is really good out there, for sure. I, I had some, some luck, a couple good pars. The back nine is the toughest, without um, a doubt. And just played. I. I mean. I. I. I didn't have. I didn't have. I think what saved me was I was hitting such poor tee shots. I didn't really have a chance to like play anything crazy aggressive. <laughs> I just had to play pretty conservative, and sometimes that works out really well for you. Right. I'd have to say uh, the approach shot on eleven was where it all went downhill for myself. Um, Thirty-eight on the front, uh, pard ten, and then with, with a close birdie putt too. Yeah. Um, and eleven, dude, that that hole just it it lives rent free in my head. I and dude, I, that hole is hard, hard. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. It's like a it's a split fairway slash like uh you know huge uh 
canyon canyon to traverse uphill, uphill surrounded by bunkers bunkers everywhere i sprayed i sprayed a shot to the right into and the you, you can't really hit driver i mean i i felt like i was hitting my driver so poorly i probably could have hit driver and been fine on that hole but no, um it's like a long iron yeah it's tough it's tough um again i i i pulled a hybrid on that hole off to the right and i was so i mean i hit it was like a risky shot hitting my hybrid over that canyon because i pulled it so bad um but i was forced to play that safe and i mm -hmm. ended up getting you know a, a tap in bogue out of that which you know that hole can fucking get away from you really quick yeah i doubled it i've never gotten better than a double on that hole um the other one that comes to mind is just like the hardest holes out there that 16 everyone was talking about as well just where that flag mm -hmm. was on the middle tier of that green was um that's an iconic iconic hole as well quite rough that's what that's the one they have on the front of their their yardage book as a matter of fact um and that one is again you got to be on the right section of that green because there's absolutely there's no purpose of having the, the top and the bottom section because they couldn't hold a ball to begin with yeah um so i think they just move it around that middle they have to <laughs> i mean yeah because could you imagine like having a putt from the top where to a, the low pin yeah or in the middle <laughs> one if it was at the top of the, the green and there is absolutely no way i would chip it to the side in the rough and then chip it the, the, i mean i got lucky that i happened to hit a poor sh shot going in and it it was I was down at the bottom, so like I I just just like fuck I could probably just hit this as hard as I can, and it'll make it up that huge ridge, and then mm -hmm. I got the backstop of the other ridge, right? right. I ended up like working out incredibly well. I got super lucky. Um, <laughs> I saw Avery, I saw Avery go up and down a couple of times from the front of that green. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that one's tough. That one's tough going into a, a relatively easy hole, uh, two holes stretch there, seventeen, eighteen. Um, where which you know, seventeen's like a short par four, not really a lot going on um, in terms of hazards or bunkers. That's then, right, a par seventeen. Yeah, and then eighteen with the par three, one fifty or so, depending on the flag placement. So yeah, eighteen's um, a tough hole. It's an intimidating it shot with the especially if you get a little wind like we had. It's mm -hmm. uh, you know, eighteen gets you in just like it's distance where you can you know try to play around and and so uh exactly if you're short you're hosed <laughs> you're, you're done okay and i was long and depending on where the, fl the flag is i was over the green by like a yard in the rough yeah yeah and it's on a yeah. hill and it's going straight downhill and i honestly i barely tapped it to, and it just it was probably four inches from going down the front uh the front uh lip of the the green um but yeah, you just gotta be the right. You gotta be the right distance off the tee on on eighteen. It, it looks pretty easy. It's not a long iron by any means, you know. Um, overall, how do you feel you played? Uh, I thought I played pretty well. Um, even even on the front nine, it's not like I was. I I only lost one ball uh, the entire day, and that was actually on the back nine. I think that was my lone double on mm. the back. Um, but. On the front, I, I the bunkers gave me some issues, and then I had just a couple, like, you know, I, I was on. Being over and short-sided there is just, you know, it's a recipe for, I don't care how good your short game is, you're yeah. going to double that. Yeah. Um, yep. be, be, you're almost 
better off being a shitty short game player because you're you're less likely to try some bullshit like I was trying out there at times and like, like you know what I mean you, right. you have less expectation um but I turned it around and I, I was very proud of myself and not getting frustrated this seems to be uh last summer back nine Munoz stunk right I was playing good front nines and That's just right. blowing up on the back nine and this summer I was, I'm kind of the opposite um and so I've been, you know, we've been, you've been giving me mental pointers and we're looking into more of the mental side of the game. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to keep positive vibes and I'm, I'm really happy with my ability now to kind of block off some poor shots and get focused onto the next shot. Um, and I like to see, even though your score still, you know, ends up the same either way, it does feel better to come back and follow up the front nine with a better back nine and finish strong. Definitely. Or even following up a bad shot with a good one, you know? Yes. Um, what about yourself? I thought you I thought you played great. Yeah, I didn't finish very strong. Uh, again, from 11 on, it was... Um, I think I had two pars the rest of the way. Uh, front nine was probably the best, like you said, I've played in probably a year and on a tough course. Yep. Um, but the front nine is the easier of the, of the nines. But overall, I feel like I played good. Uh, I would definitely take that every time I play out there, finish with an 82... Definitely some room for improvement on the back. I just got to figure out 11. Got to get it out of my head. Yeah, some holes. I mean, dude, that hole is tough. Um, right. Very tough. Should we uh, give this thing a rating or what? Yeah, yeah. So, Hold on. Let me go. Let me get my Seascape round out of the way. Then, let's, oh, then, yes, then we'll yeah. rate them. So mm -hmm. I played uh, touching on, on the mental game. I played Seascape Sunday morning, hella early. I went 44, so I, I shot a little better front nine. And then a 39 back nine. Um, Damn. And I, I had my driver going, so that helped out big time. Mm -hmm. Way better than than uh, the other day, than at, at Pasa. Um, I dropped one on the front nine, a ball right on top of the flag. I thought I had another ace going. Uh, Abe thought it was too. It fucking just hit, it literally hit the top of the flag. Um, oh and I had a downhill putt. I missed the birdie putt like an asshole. Um, but back <laughs> nine, 39. So again, followed up, good round. Uh, Birdied. Uh, what'd, you do, what'd you do with your driver to figure that out? Uh, dude, I started, uh, you know, not to get crazy technical. A, I've, I fucking just didn't fall in love with trying to draw the ball because I'm, I'm pulling when I'm trying to draw the ball. Mm. Um, and I got a little, so I just kind of started playing the fade and trusting that I was going to fade it. That, that happened. Um, and then I was really focused on getting... Uh, my like something I do with my driver that I don't do really with my wedges is I have like a little sway onto my backside. Mm. Um, and so I was really focused on like squeezing the fuck out of my left quad and like mm -hmm. keeping my back knee extended. So I've just forced to, to rotate and instead of kind of like making this little sway move, gotcha. it's weird. I know I don't do it like with my other clubs and I totally do it with my driver. Um, I filmed myself today at the range from the just like a foul view, right? And mm -hmm. Just like got reps of looking at that, um, but that seems to limit my backswing. And then, uh, yeah, dude. So it was it was helpful, um, but I was super pleased with the round. And going off uh, talking about hitting bat, I hit. I dude, I shanked a couple wedge shots out there, mm -hmm. but I followed them up with fucking spectacular. Uh, dropped wedge shots and then a nice like putt i duffed on i was sitting like 60 yards out mm -hmm. totally duffed a wedge shot um 
almost chipped it in for birdie though like oh, so shit. i had a handful of terrible shots mm-hmm. uh, but again going back to the mental game I, I kept my cool and i moved forward and and i was like fuck you could still make at least a bogey after the two wedges right, right. um and then i was like fuck dude you can easily chip this up on 17 for a nice par i was thinking going birdie birdie but um yeah dude i'm i'm really pleased it's it's uh it's interesting how the mental game really does make quite a bit of difference. It does. Yeah, being able to forget and move on. Get rid of those fucking negative thoughts, dude. Yep. It's tough. It's they tough, too. They don't do anything but hurt you. Uh, acceptance, my friend. Ah, <laughs> and that, that was it. I was, I was accepting of the fade um, and rolling with it. Love it. Well, next, the next uh, two-man scramble we play or any tournament golf, bring that with you. We're ready. We're ready. Um, all right, let's bring it on to the review. Let's do it. All right, three, uh, everybody knows the rules. Facilities, course conditions, course design, and difficulty. Um, start with the facilities. What do you got? Uh, dude, the uh, like pro shop, clubhouse, awesome, right? You can mm-hmm. sit out there on the deck, uh, the, the turn, hella good food. All that was great. Driving range, you know, whatever. It's a little small, but it's, it's in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Yeah. Um, putting greens a one i think they could probably have maybe some more bathrooms out on the course um and they're sure. kind of fucking way the hell out there too um yeah. but overall uh a a plus not a plus but you know a on the on the facilities for sure yeah just be careful out there in the driving range it is small you might be able to hit into the uh hit into the chipping green i broke my yeah. sunglasses out there um <laughs> How did you break your sunglasses? Dude, I don't even know. I think uh, <laughs> I didn't step on them. I think I set a club down on them uh, because I didn't have one of the little the little clubs. Wait, stands. so literally when we just played, you you broke them? Yeah, my sunglasses broke on Friday. My Maui oh, gyms. Yeah, they've been resurrected too. Because I mean, dude, they they this was a a year ago. They fell out of a golf cart at. Uh, Hiddenbrook, we were going up, you know that fucking like huge mm-hmm. hill at Hiddenbrook? So they, they fell out of the golf cart when we were going up it, and then I tried to reach down and grab them. I rolled over them and broke them with the <laughs> cart. So they were resurrected. I put new lenses back in them. Um, they're finally they're finally in the grave as of as of Friday afternoon. Oh, they had a good run. <laughs> Solid run. Um, course conditions. Uh, this, I got to go. Okay. Aside from those bunkers on the first few holes, the course conditions were incredible. Um, right. Two separate directions of the fairway being cut. Um, the greens were fucking awesome. Um, they definitely sped up once the sun came out. Yeah, um, totally. But they were, they, I, I didn't feel like they were, uh, unfair i mean you know like we just talked you gotta yeah they're unfair they're unfair if you're not on the right level of the green but uh as far as just how the role was and stuff incredible i i mean i agree it was everything was pristine uh i didn't hit i didn't notice that about the bunkers because i wasn't in them but i was definitely in some bunkers later on um and it's pretty clear that those ones are all right. So, so, so I'm I'm thinking two things, right? Mm-hmm. It was colder, little overcast and foggy. So maybe True. that had them hard and out. It was like misting when we first got yeah, there too. Yeah, but someone said when we were chilling out there, I think maybe even Chris had, had mentioned that that they the the first few um, are like you know kind of rough, and uh, that that's 
for sure. Especially like yeah. one, I kind of knew it. Um, but again, aside from that, you know, once I stopped hitting in the bunkers too, that helped out. Um, it was good. It, it was incredible. Yeah, I thought it was, it was great awesome. Shape. I thought it was awesome to see the the greens in their true form for the first time. Because I played there. This this is my third time. The first time was uh, with you, when the greens were all sanded. Yeah. And then the second time was uh, in the pouring rain. Uh, so half of it was in the pouring rain with uh, with Mikey. Yeah, which a little was still, bit. Still a great time. Um, so it was fun to get out there in some sunshine and see how how these things are dried out and and hard. And I'd have to agree, they were in great shape. They you know changed speed throughout the day. Uh, but I have zero complaints in terms of the condition, the conditions out there. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can only really comment on the cut of the fairway and not the, the quality, um, the rough I can enlighten you a little <laughs> bit more on though. Uh, <laughs> uh in great shape it's dense <laughs> you can find your ball in it but it's really dense yeah um all right this is this is probably my favorite part here the, the course design and difficulty um i'm gonna go ahead and jump in on this one uh course design uh i mean it's a mckinsey design what's not you know what's 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 not to like about it it's of the same era of McKinsey Designs, uh, which was his, considered his peak. It's right, it's right between Cypress Point and Augusta National. I mean, that tells you what where he was yep. in terms of his design game and why it gets, I mean, that's why I think Pasa gets overlooked, that these are his three, I think, masterpieces. And, uh, you know, yeah, this was in the middle of, of, of two of the most iconic in the country. Yeah, I love the design of the track. Um, if there's multiple shots to be had, you know, if you ever look at like what McKenzie's, you know, I know you have, but for listeners, McKenzie's got his like 14 or whatever, 16 guidelines that a golf course must require. And this one is, uh, you know, fitting, fitting of all. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it forces, I, I just love the contour of the the course and the terrain, right? Mm-hmm. The up and down nature of it, the greens, the bumps all over. It's 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 uh my biggest quarrel is there's too I think there's too many bunkers. That's coming from a guy that hit fucking tons of bunkers though. Um Yeah, there's tons of bunkers. <laughs> there. there are so many. But there's no, you know, water or or anything like that. There's some hazards to go through, but yep. uh so the bunkers obviously give it some teeth aside from the greens. But yeah, it's it's a it's such a cool design course. Um, you know, having said that though, um, I don't think it's for the faint of heart. Right. Um, I, think that, I think it's definitely more challenging. Um, like we were talking about earlier, I think you've you've had to play golf for a couple years before you go out there. Yeah. You, you definitely don't want to be a begin like a real beginner beginner. It'll that'll kill your confidence um, and. Yeah, I think you, you, and if you're a golf, you know, like architect nut, then you'll love the course for sure. Um, you'll you'll have the best time. But they, they, uh, they charge. They they go full charge on you. Um, and so I think you know, for a beginner, I don't think you want to spend your money there. Um, I don't, and you want to you want to if you're gonna pay that much for a round, you want to have a, a good time and enjoy yourself a little more. And I don't think as a beginner, I don't think you're going to do that quite as well. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you're saying. I, I love the bunkering and the challenge, the challenges that the back nine has. Um, 
the holes out there that we'll get to here in a second, but um, they're, they, you can remember them. They're so distinct. Like there's not like there maybe, I think there might be a couple repetitive holes, we'll call it, but um, every single one of them, for the most part, you can picture in your head. And I've only played there three times. And yeah. I can remember so many of the holes. Yeah. You know, it's the sign of a good course. Abe and I on Saturday night, were just going back through and talking about, you know, the certain holes and mm-hmm. how we played it. And you're right. You can remember exactly the, the, the shape of the hole and then how yeah. you ended up playing it and what shots, um, and that's like I kind of I think I said that to him when we were having that conversation. I was like, dude, this is like a you know, that's a telltale sign of a good course. Twenty four hours later, we're still kind of talking about it. Remember all the shots? Yeah, I mean, most of the time we play, you're really good at recollecting shots you had on specific holes, or or not necessarily shots, but the holes that they yeah. happened on. And uh, I always struggle with that, but not here, and that's for sure. Um, I think that the. Uh, you know, it's fun to have played other McKenzie courses because you can see the resemblance. Like there's a couple of greens out there at Sharp Park. One of them yeah. is, I think it's 16, uh, or maybe it's 15. The two that go back and forth against the seawall there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one going out. It's, uh, that's, that is 15. Okay, so 15. That green is very much like 16. Yeah, yeah, the multi-tiered. Term- yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so that was just really cool to you know, start putting the pieces together mm-hmm. and really appreciating some, you know, gar- golf architecture. Um, favorite holes? Um, front nine, I played like ass. So, um, I don't know, nine, I, I really like nine going uphill into the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that, that green's a trip. It, I mean, it, you know, it forces you there's there's so many you know you think that there's so many holes there that like you're you're you you've got a choice essentially on every hole there mm-hmm. how you want do you want to go at that pin and play like at times the sucker play or do you want to go uh and 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 just play it safe and so nine i remember that pin was tucked all the way to the side by the fucking street and by oh, those bunkers yeah. mm-hmm. and so like you were up on there and two right yeah. with and, but you know, there's a three, lot of three there's there. a lot of risk in that two, getting up there uh, with that too, right? Like yeah. going forward in two. Um, I didn't hit the bomb off the tee like you guys, so I, I I laid up and chipped up in there. But yeah, I thought I I like that. I just like the the look of the clubhouse and going uphill, um, yeah. kind of contoured. Eleven, obviously, fucking incredible hole. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I agree with you there. 13's a fun one. Nice little design to thirteen. Um, 16 again, even though you hate it, 16, still pretty, pretty iconic. That's the, that's in all the photos. And then for me, you know, it's the par three to finish, but 18, um, obviously I'll have a memory for, for life on, on 18. So that's, yeah. that's gotta go down as my favorite now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Yeah. We agree with every, everything. I didn't pick anything from the front nine. Um, and I could have. But I, I didn't. My list would have been too long. Uh, I did pick hole eleven, um, just because I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let my score on it uh, cloud my vision. Yeah. Um, or my judgment. Thirteen, I think though, is uh, is probably my favorite green complex on the entire course. It's another par five, uh, four eighty four. So not like super long. Yeah, it's actually the seventeenth handicap on the course. Yes, and the way that it protects itself 
is um, there is just <laughs> nowhere to land it. If you if you lay up, you have you're not going to lay up anywhere short of 83 yards. So you you have to lay up there. Otherwise, anything between that and the uh, and the green is nothing but bunkers. I love how um, you know there's they can they can tuck this flag in three different spots and it's yeah almost impossible to put it close yeah, yeah. it's always a challenging or a sucker pin i mean dude those spots. bunkers yeah you gotta it, it, you want to kind of be forced into the layup there and, and yeah i believe i got out of that hole with a par um and then 16 ma mainly because that green is just ridiculous i mean it's a really short <laughs> it's a short par four 367 and you, you know, I poked it. I poked it out there. I had a easy shot. All and three of us were in the same spot. Yep, we were all along the left side there, kind of Prime by the. We got lucky. A. We were right. We all hit into the ground under repair. Got to a fucking pick up and pull out. And yep, nice lie. Um, and still had a, a really tough time getting it even close to that. Yeah, so that's it. And then eighteen honorable mention. Um. Again, I just really like the par three, the dramatics of that, and that memory of watching you up there. I'll definitely remember that forever. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Mackenzie's. All right, I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a four point three Mackenzie's. Four point three Mackenzie's. Okay. Um, the only knocks that I have on this course are, I think it's a little. I think it's a little bit overpriced myself. Okay. I think it's a great course. Um, 325 is a little steep. Uh, and and if if I am, like, what I, I'm going to be, I got to nitpick a little bit. So right. I need to know that these greens are going to, that the uh, fucking bunkers are going to, I expect some good ass sand for 325, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, right? Actually, give me, give him, give him 4.4. But, uh, but, but uh hometown I, discount there. yeah yeah it's still a santa Cruz. i mean it, dude it's it's historic but mm -hmm. i give it a knock because it's expensive and i don't think like you know like we said we, it's not for the faint of heart so if you're mm -hmm. kind of just your run-of-the-mill golfer and you pay that much money you're gonna i feel like you're gonna be pissed because you're gonna right you're gonna have a bad time mm -hmm. uh you need to you need to you need to pizza it and slow your ass down and go play some dog tracks before you French fry it <laughs> right into pasta tiempo. Uh, <laughs> oh man! And then they got. Uh, I see this on yours. I'll let you go on the 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 blunt of this, but no music on the course. Let's go, guys! It's twenty twenty one. We just forked over fucking three bennies. I should be yeah. able to listen to some fucking John Cougar Melon Camp. If if, and, if it's the uh, the members who voted that, I mean, come on, that's that's ridiculous, guys. What? How old is your membership in there? I gotta know. Um, no offense, but that's just a little ridiculous considering it's only semi-private and the rest of the people are shelling out 300 bucks to play. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you on that. I think this is our biggest discrepancy, though, in, 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 uh, in McKinsey ratings. Mm. Um, I think given the historical context, I am going to knock it a little bit on the, court, uh, the driving range since I almost killed some young man at the top of the, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the hill there. Uh, and then for the bunkers, like you said, but I'm not going to give them as much of a knock because I uh, did not experience that until after the round was over. So, um, and then price, I can see where you're coming from. Um, but because I gave it this rating, the price didn't come into, uh, to factor as much. Okay. 
I'm gonna give it 4.7. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, I think it's probably my second, number one, number two, number three favorite course I've ever played so far. Um, and because of where it's located, uh, definitely, definitely a little bit biased on it too. Yes. So, but yeah, good shit. And that you was, may or may not be getting married there in the uh, in the fall. Little, yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bias on that too because I get a couple free rounds up there. Uh, okay. Excellent, man. Uh, I mean, that, that kind of just, it doesn't really top. I mean, it definitely tops, uh, you know, one of the best weekends of all time, but we have another great weekend coming up here with a local tournament for the U S women's open at the Olympic club. Uh, three day work week, baby. Three day work week. (laughs) We got, uh, we got tickets on Friday, Sunday, um, we got a little bit of the media, virtual media access as well. So we'll have some really cool content to post on, on Instagram, uh, right in our backyard. I've been there before. Have you ever been on the I, grounds? I, I have property? not, not been on the property. No, uh, I was there for the 2012, uh, us open, uh, on Sunday. And I mean, they they their credit card machines were broken. So if you went up there and said you want you wanted two beers and you gave them your credit card, they're just like, oh man, here you go, just take the beers. Oh my god! At so, the U.S. Open, yes, too? yes. Wow. So I definitely kind of have a more uh, vague memory mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. of the course out there, and it was super foggy. So you can't like see where you're at yeah. in space. You're just like following people. All you had to do was just listen for the pure pureness of Webster's hybrid seven iron. Oh like my God. Sticking us. That's my first golf tournament I ever went to. And I'm just like, I just hope somebody cool wins. And it's fucking web, boring ass Web Simpson. <laughs> Bag full of hybrids. Uh, but yeah, I mean... I'm super excited to go out there and get a lay of the land. Hopefully we can, it's not all super foggy, but and, and well, cold and windy, which it always is. Yeah. Out there. I'm hoping too, right? San Francisco uh, and California, probably a little bit less of a crowd perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's cool. The crowd's out there, but maybe we, you know, we're not going through seas of people. No, um, it's, it's still, it was, they sold them as limited access. Yeah. So I don't think they've released any more tickets, but if they have, I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to the same thing as well. Uh, obviously, still love the crowds, you know. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, dude, I'm jacked. Uh, shout out today. This comes out on tomorrow, Wednesday. But today, this Tuesday, is is uh, National Women's Golf Day. So shout out to all the ladies golfers out there. Um, and then the LPGA booking. We got some great... Uh, we got some great groupings, some really fucking cool groupings. The Corda sisters playing together, which is awesome. Just right. give us what we want. Um, and then they're also playing with Seon Ryu, who's won uh, an ANA. She's won, I think she's won a, a U.S. Open previously in like 2011. So um, kind of other groups just going off our groups. Uh, you got the Bombers group, Brooke Henderson, Patty T, and Lexi Thompson playing wow. together. That's a fucking fun group to watch. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, we obviously local, um, Paula Kramer and Christy Kerr, the accuracy group, Lydia Ko, MB Park and Shen Shen. Um, and then what else did I put on here? I'm going, oh, and then Danielle Kang, yeah. Jin Young Ko and Hannah Green, um, Hannah Green playing well, Jin Young Ko player of the year last year and just an absolute stud. And then Danielle Kang played well last weekend in uh, match play too. 
man, that's going to be a great, great day. Uh, and it looks like we got some favorable tea times. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I forgot our amateurs. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, Rose Zong, I believe that's the girl that uh, took the Masters, yeah, right? The, yeah. the amateur at the Masters. And then local, uh, who I think I'm actually going to throw a little cash on her. Local local girl, Rachel Heck, out of Stanford. Uh, she's won five tournaments, including the NC2A individual title going into this thing. Nice. Um, and you know, if she goes to Stanford, I'm not sure if she's actually from the Bay Area. My guess is she is, but either way, she goes to Stanford. She's probably got a couple rounds at the Olympic Club under her belt. Definitely. Uh, that's one of the things I was going to say, too, is I really want to find some local uh, players and follow them around for a little bit if yep. we can get a get a – a little uh, exposure to them. Uh, what's the plan? Like, what time do you think we should get out there? Dude, I want to go Friday. I, I, I'd like to get out relatively early. I know it's uh, Lydia and Michelle Wee, and I think that Brooke Henderson and Patty T group are all out in the morning. Um, and then the afternoon, for sure, we got to get us some of the Corda sisters and say on Rio. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm. I, just make a nice day of it, my man. I'm I'm curious to see kind of how they set the course up for the the ladies here, and right. and you know for for when the the male men's U.S. Open was here, obviously accuracy proved to be quite the. Um, you needed ten hybrids in your bag, <laughs> and and I'm not sure if that's going to hold true here or not. Um, because I feel like with the weather, I think being strong off the tee and being able to get the ball out there might, you know, really, really help you out. Um, yeah, because there's going to be at least a day or two where it's going to be cold, windy, and foggy. Yeah. Um, and the, the people that have the most time, I think, in the middle of the day are going to have a huge benefit. But if you're one of the morning groups or, or an, an after late afternoon group. Dude, especially if it gets windy like it's been here the past yeah. couple of weeks, that yeah. late afternoon group could be brutal. All of all of May here was one giant windstorm. All of May here in the city. Yep. There wasn't a single day where it was below like 15 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. So you could, you know, there could definitely be an advantage. Uh, my guess would probably be if you went out Thursday afternoon and then you turn around and got like a Friday morning. If mm -hmm. it blows, then, you know, Friday morning you might be a little clear. Good to score. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how I, – I don't really know how it's going to shape up. I don't think uh, – They've held a, a LPGA event at Olympic Club prior to this, so um, I'm interested to see whether it's you know more accuracy or whether it's distance that's going to play a more pivotal role. Yep, I, I'm I'm thinking it's going to have to be accuracy. I mean that's what when it, the when the men were out here and it's with the heavy marine layer and all that. I don't think you're really going to get much in terms of uh, extra distance just because you can bomb it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's gonna be lots of Instagram live, that's for sure, from us that day. I can't wait just to see that course. I've never played it. Um, and again, I didn't get much of a lay of the land when I was there. I uh, just really get an appreciation for it. So praying for some good weather. Hell yeah. Um, dude, I think we actually should have some good weather. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Friday to catch all groups. You know, hopefully we have a lot of big names, um, for the finish and then very excited for, uh, Sunday. I plan to hang out there and, you know, get, uh, get in the full major Sunday at Sunday at a major experience. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, dude. I can't wait. Um, you got any bets? 
I'm going to leave the betting to you this week. All right, well, who are you going to root for then if you don't want to toss a bet out? Just give me uh, okay. things, who you're, who, you're, who you're thinking of rooting for, who you'd like to see do well. Okay, um, so I want any of the local, uh, either college players or like you know from this area, mm-hmm. I want one of them to win or do well. Christina Kim, San Jose product. That would be great. Um, I also, I mean, I'm, a, I'm with a lot of people. I want to see the Cordes sisters, one of them, win their first major here at in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the Cordes, so I, I'll obviously be pulling for them. Um, I, I think it's just going to be somebody that has uh, an all-around game out there but is, you know, focused on accuracy. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, Lydia Ko. That's that's who I think is, uh, and she's the second betting favorite. They got uh, MB Park at, at the betting favorite, so that kind of tells you that accuracy. Uh, mm. MB Park doesn't hit the ball that far. She, but she's fucking lethal with her putter and and that funky ass swing accurate. But, yeah, yeah. I like Lydia Ko. Um, I like. I'll just out of because I love the quarters. I'll bet them. I like their playing partner a lot, who's the same odds at plus sixteen hundred. Say Young Ryu. Um, she's won a, a U.S. Open. Um, she's won an ANA, so she's got major experience. Uh, I think I think being experienced here will help out. Um, Sofia Popov, who went into the match play f- final, she lost last week. She mm-hmm. won the British Open last year, which okay. I think. I would imagine weather-wise and kind of just hilly and terrain plays mm-hmm. as a pretty kind of comparable course. She's plus fifty five hundred to win, and then I like betting the uh, the Stanford product. What the hell? Let's make it seven in a row as an amateur winning the fucking U.S. Open at plus eleven thousand. What the heck? Plus 11, what the 000. heck, <laughs> Rachel? What the heck? <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Um, next week we'll unpack all that stuff i mean i'll see instead of seeing you next tuesday i'll be seeing you friday morning bright and early yeah yeah we'll be all over the uh the the gram for that most definitely um i'll do a little research into uh some memorial bets as well but um obviously probably not gonna watch too much of the memorial no and it's a shame great tournament but uh we're definitely going all in with the ladies this week yep See you Friday, my friend, and we'll be back, uh, you know, next Sunday. Oh, no, probably next Monday or Tuesday, uh, recapping everything. So until next time, get them straight. Hell yeah. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week when we recap the U.S. Women's Open at Olympic Club unpack the PGA at Memorial, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.